0: My name is Kayla, and you're listening to The Inkwell. Hey there, welcome to episode two. It was so exciting to launch the podcast this last week. Hear all your thoughts and receive some kind words from you about launching this new venture. Honestly, I'm kind of an introvert, and I wondered if I'd ever want to start a podcast or if talking instead of just writing all the time was for me. But so far, I'm really enjoying connecting with you in this new way. I appreciate your support and I'm so excited that you're listening, honestly. Uh, I think that's one of the best parts of small business is that ability to pursue passions, try new things, and just be a little bit dynamic in what you offer and how you offer it. Sometimes trying new things, you end up finding uh, those particular things that are your favorites. So I'm just glad you're here. It took me a long time to kind of realize that in business, you know, kind of that idea of like sometimes you have to make changes, sometimes you have to try new things. You have to be dynamic and willing to change and you have the power to change things. I think once I realized that, that was kind of mind blowing for me. And the cool thing is if there's something you don't like, you can strategize on how to make a change that serves you better. So I'm just cool. It's it's cool that you're here on the ride with me. So in that spirit, let's start first with a book I recently read and what's going on in my business. So this last week I went to visit my family in Nevada, which was so much fun. Also really cool. Something else I love about small business is that flexibility, you know, sometimes being able to like pick up your computer and, you know, go wherever you need to go. Not asking permission like, hey, can I take these days off to go, you know, visit my sister? So. Really cool is able to do that so while I was there um, I read quite a few books you know on on the plane I usually like to read like while I'm traveling these days I've been reading a lot of ebooks i really enjoy like I have iBooks on both my iPad and on my phone and you know this time I was traveling with my dog so I wasn't able to take out my iPad so it was really cool just to have my books like on my phone in my pocket just like really easy to get to. So you know I ended up just kind of flying through books that way like don't get me wrong I love print books they will always be my favorite my house is just literally filled with them but sometimes when you're on the go and you need something to read. It's, you know, you kind of can't beat that convenience. So I really enjoy that. So on this trip, I read three different books. I think I'll just talk about one though, and I'll just kind of sprinkle. My goal's to kind of maybe talk about like one per week, kind of as I'm reading them, kind of let me know, letting you know how my reading goals kind of go. So I read this book called The Writing Retreat by Julia Bartz. I believe actually she's sisters with the author Andrea Bartz. If you go and look them up on Goodreads you'll see some of their books. They're both really good writers. Um, They're at writing kind of like thriller mystery kind of books. It's funny because I've had this one on my TBR to be read list for a few months now. Like I, I ended up finding it before it came out. Lately I've been reading a lot of new release books but someone told me the other day I can't remember who I was talking to but someone was like oh that's a book talk book I think I heard about that and I'm like oh okay I don't you know I don't always know what's on book talk but but that's cool so I'm sure we'll be hearing about this this book you know more and more the longer that it's out and I really think it's living up to the hype so far so basically it's about Alex she's a struggling writer who gets invited to a writing retreat hosted by her favorite horror writer I don't really want to give anything away i i Literally, I think you just have to read it and kind of see how it goes. But if the term horror writer tells you anything about this writing retreat, it's definitely not a conventional one, and there are a lot of surprises along the way. It's thrilling, it's twisty, it's entertaining. I read this one pretty quickly, I have to say, and definitely lived up to my expectations. You know how sometimes you have a book on your two reads, or you know maybe a movie or a TV show that's coming out, and then you watch it or read it, and you're like, oh, that was kind of boring. This one was really great. I really enjoyed it. I love thrillers, but sometimes they can be kind of disappointing, right? Like sometimes if you guess a twist really early on, or maybe you get to the plot twist and it's kind of boring. Something I've experienced, um, this is especially true with TV shows, sometimes a lot of these streaming networks that have gone back to releasing week by week. I remember one time I watched a show and honestly what ended up happening was the twists that the people were guessing on Reddit were actually better than what the TV writers had in mind. So I was like, okay, that was a little anticlimactic, like I'd watch a season two, but, you know, I don't know. So this one was really good. There were some things I didn't totally guess, like some twists, some, you know, subverting of expectations. So if you like thrillers, but you've been kind of getting that vibe too, you'll definitely enjoy this one. It was really good. I believe it was my ninth book of the year. I'm up to, I want to say I'm reading number 12 right now. So we're a little behind in like sharing, you know, which books I'm reading, but you know, I'll just kind of keep you updated as we go. I read like two more books right after that in the same week, just because, you know, if I'm traveling a lot, I tend to read really fast when I'm on airplanes. That tends to be where I catch up on a lot of reading, but yeah, I'll kind of save the rest for the next episode. I like to space them out sometimes you know like this week I'll read two or three books in a week and then other times it might be like I, I actually still have a book from January that I am kind of working through it's kind of a door and I keep kind of reading it in between some of my other quicker reads so I don't know maybe one of these days I'll, I'll mention that one too. So with that, with kind of the book updates out of the way, let's shift gears and talk a little bit about what's going on at the Literary Co. So recently, I had a really great call with my group, The Copy Society. It's basically a copywriting group program, if you don't know. I'll link it in the show notes if you want more information. I'm not going to, like, try to sell you on it or anything. One of my students said something really cool, and it just got me really excited because we're in the first round of this program right now. Um, We're gonna open it up to second round in a couple of months here, but we're still kind of finishing up this round, still you know kind of working on materials. So it was really validating and really exciting to hear this. So she said that it wasn't just the tangible benefits of writing her website copy and her other, you know, copy in her business that she was excited about, but also how writing gave her confidence to raise her rate by 50%. I thought this was so cool. So she realized by constructing her brand message and writing her website that what she offers is really freaking valuable and although she started the program really nervous about raising her rates and changing aspects of her brand she's emerging from this experience feeling like really confident and excited and that's exactly what we want to see. So. You know, I just wanted to say, if you're feeling a lack of confidence in your brand right now, I think it happens to everybody. I think no matter how far along you are in business, this is just something that is going to come up for you, you know, sometime or another. I definitely recommend it looking at why and seeing if there's a disconnect in how you're conveying yourself to your clients. It could be that you have a vision or, you know, if not a vision, if it's really not that developed yet, at least a desire for how you'd like to see your business run or communicate or function. It could be that you're just not attracting the client you want right now, or you're getting people who just don't understand the value of what you do. But something that can really, really help is coming into your own and just kind of seeing your value before someone else does. And then you're so much more equipped to convey it yourself. So, you know, that's been going really well. I've been excited to see people kind of like doing the work. I think that's been like one of the most different things to go from, you know, just services where people are working with me one-on-one to kind of having this new offering where it's a group program, you know, I'm kind of giving the tools and coaching and you know, this, nine modules of course material for them to kind of they do the work, they do the writing, and then you know, I'm kind of going in and you know giving them, you know, advice for improvements, answering questions and stuff. So it's definitely, you know, shifting gears, it's a different kind of thing. But I've been really enjoying it. I'm almost done with having all those course materials like completely done. I'm hoping that will be in a couple of weeks. Like I've been telling my students, I want it to be the type of thing where I'm always kind of adding to the program. I want to keep adding, you know, different improvements, little bells and whistles, you know, just little resources that people say they need and just kind of keep adding it. And then it's just like, as people keep coming in, like they get access to those. So I'm really excited about that. And I honestly have to say like creating a nine module course, it's no joke. I knew it would be hard when I first got started, but you know, especially when you're like a service provider, but you're also kind of, you know, making your step into education. It really can be challenging to um, kind of put all those pieces together, but, but it's been awesome. It's something I've been working on since last August between my client work. And it's just been really cool to create it alongside this group. And they've, they've just been like a really, really wonderful group. Everyone in this group has just been absolutely amazing. So, you know, You may be thinking okay you're creating the course and people are in it like you know what's the deal, how does that work, so I did something called beta launching for this program I created a really detailed outline I defined the offer like I worked with my coach. And I marketed it to see if I could get people to join this was definitely an idea I had from like the beginning of last year. And you know just kind of worked all year to kind of develop it until I launched it last fall and then you know, basically without having the whole course created because, you know, sometimes there's a danger of like if you haven't validated your offer and you just kind of throw it out there and you're like, hey, the course is done. I created it. And then people are like, oh, okay, no, I don't want this. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes you want to launch it and make sure people actually want it before you go in and like create the entire thing. Like, of course, there is, you know, some upfront work that you have to do. Like, you can't just kind of like throw something like really random out there, but But having that validated and having people join, I knew that I was in the perfect place to create that content. And, you know, now for like the next round and for future rounds, it's totally created. I'm just adding resources and creating new things and just kind of making the experience even better. Um, Something I'm really excited about, we're actually going to be switching course platforms next month. I'm still kind of finalizing my choice. I'll kind of let you know, you know, as I'm in it you know, what we decide and what it kind of turns out like, I think as it gets closer to the launch, um, I'll be able to share a little bit more and, you know, tell you what I'm working on and what we're kind of doing. But yeah, let's also talk about my client work too. You know, I don't know if this isn't interesting to you, feel free to like, you know, fast forward. That's totally cool. But... I'll just briefly share. So we've been pretty busy working on brand messaging guides, website copy, and sales pages for my clients in quarter one. It's been a really great start to the year. A really, really strong start. We started the year pretty much having like January and February like fully booked. So it's been pretty cool to just like jump right in, you know, have a lot of client work going on. I've been really excited to see a lot of the processes that I built with my team last year, are really working and you know starting to align in a really beautiful way. I feel like the way that I'm working with my virtual assistant, with my editor, you know, it's really coming together and really aligning. So I'm I'm so excited to see that, and I've been really excited to see you know clients, some people saying like we nailed it on the first try, how awesome you did, you know, g- getting those like rave reviews is really validating. But something I really want to share, too, is that sometimes you do have to go back to the drawing board. And that's partly what inspired this episode today. Recently, I had a client who wanted us to go back to the drawing board, like more of a rewrite, actually, rather than just, you know, just kind of, okay, like minor edits. So to give context, this isn't something that happens with us very often. More times than not, if it's minor edits, wording, and phrasing changes, and follow-up questions rather than rewrites. That's usually how it goes. But you know what? It happens to everyone. I honestly want to normalize it because I used to think I remember early on in my business. This is my fifth year in business. I used to think I was the only one like if this ever happened to me, I would be like, oh, my gosh, I'm the worst copywriter ever. I want to normalize it both for people hiring copywriters and those newer to copywriting who may be wondering, like, am I the only one? Am I crazy? Like, did I do a bad job here? you know and it's funny because something I've learned especially like from this project you know that's going on is like sometimes it's like communication and sometimes you just have to like align those objectives and just make sure everyone's on the same page and you know just go back to the drawing board with love it used to be that when this would happen to me in business I felt totally catastrophic about it like literally I would just feel horrible it was so terrifying to have someone email and saying like I don't like this (laughs) When it was just me, like back when I didn't have, you know, others on board with me, working with me, I would sit on it for weeks and just obsess over it. It was very stressful. For me, it wasn't being attached to something I wrote. I try not to bring ego into my writing process. I think, too, since, you know, I, you know, took a lot of writing classes in college, you know, I went to grad school. You know, like having people give feedback to me is something that I've been used to for, for many years, for a very, very long time. I'm confident I know what I'm doing I really know I can give you the best solution if you're my client you know but at the same time it's like it's kind of stepping back and understanding that you know the client knows their business better than anyone else and they're gonna know what is right and what isn't for their business and you know sometimes you need to take that in mind and if what you created isn't exactly the right thing it's okay to go back to the drawing board. You know, still like up until very, very recently though, like we're talking the last like couple of months, I was really afraid of this, like really, really, really afraid of this. And honestly, I've thought about it a lot, I've reflected on this. I think that it's the fear that someone won't treat me well in the process, that someone will call me names or they won't respect me. And that was a big theme I was thinking about, was just like respect and safety in that creative process. Because I think inherently what I do, you know, while it has, you know, we're thinking about, you know, conversions and, you know, more clients or better clients So, you know, we're thinking about, like, upping numbers and stuff like that. It still is very much, like, you know, people say it's an art and a science and it's, like, on that art side there definitely are, you know, nuances and different things that, you know, sometimes things don't land and you have to go back to the drawing board. Um, but it's interesting, like, what struck me about, like, you know, more recently when this has happened with me is that I found that because I'm more selective in who I'll work with now, like, you know, early in my business, I think everyone does this is like you, you kind of work with, you know, everyone. You're just like, okay, well, I'm available. I'm just going to take this project. Like I, I used to not do start dates. I used to be like a mess early on in business before I got my shit together. But now that I do, now that I'm more selective in who I work with, like, I, I genuinely will. Like, if I don't think we're a good fit, I will genuinely say no. If someone says, oh, hey, I went a different way, it's like, okay, it wasn't meant to be. I think that since I work with people that I, you know, that I feel aligned with, my clients tend to respect me more. And that's that's been a really exciting change. I think there's been, you know, I think both things on my side that I think have, you know, that impart maybe more like a more serious authoritative vibe. But I think at the same time, it's also like better processes. It's, you know, choosing who to work with. And it's also just clients being great people. So I have to recognize them too. And I I really think that that respect, it's like the most important thing that you can bring into the process, whether you're the service provider or the client. And, you know, oftentimes, like in my business, you know, I have I'm both because I'm the service provider to my clients, but then I'm also clients of other people that are, you know, kind of providing different kinds of services to me and my business and kind of helping me in different ways. So stepping into the shoes and being the client is something I'm very familiar with as well. So I think it's just something like it's funny, too. It's like as you are a service provider, you also learn about being a good client and. How would I want to be treated and what do I want to see in a client relationship? And, you know, you can kind of use those different ends of things to kind of improve your processes. And, you know, yeah, it's like to respect the other person, treat them with dignity. It's the most important thing you can do. Like, I I think it's something I care about more than even like someone liking something I wrote is like respecting me, I think, as a person, as a service provider. And I have to say, most of the time, my clients really do like the solutions we come up with. My success rate's high, but at the same time, it's like, if it doesn't totally hit the nail on the head on the first time, that is okay. And I think that, you know, that, that's a beautiful thing to realize. Everything doesn't have to be absolutely perfect the first time if we have to change something that's okay. We as copywriters have a defined process for seeing where the disconnect is and just kind of making sure you get the result you want. So, you know, I, I realized here I, I have both like copywriters and also, you know, people that are maybe hiring copywriters kind of listening to this. So, you know, if this happens to you, don't fret. Like if you're the copywriter, like just know like there are things that you can do to, you know, improve the communication and kind of help your client and, you know, get to where you want to be. And I think if you have respect in that process, I think you can really accomplish anything. And if you're someone who's hired a copywriter and you're feeling this way, or you're worried you'll feel this way, just know like your copywriter wants you to be happy with the outcome, keep an open mind and be respectful always. I remember a few times early on when someone would like name call me or something or demand money back or, I, I don't know, like I don't wanna say harass, but harass. And, and I would just totally shut down. I would say this is the worst way to motivate someone. Like, it might seem like fear would make them be like, oh my God, I'm sorry, let me fix it. But really, it just shuts people down. I think it. I think it's the energy to, you bring to the process. I think, you know, if there's hostility on either end, it, it just kind of shuts people down. It makes them where they're not open to talking or listening. And I think you just have to, like, keep those lines of communications open. And, you know, especially as someone like, I, you know, I have anxiety, I'm kind of an anxious person naturally. This would just trigger a lot of fight or flight and overall just like lack of safety. So you know, if you were listening a few minutes ago and I was saying like respect and safety and you're like, what, what is that? Something I feel like I've seen people talk about and I love that people are talking about this is kind of like keeping your nervous system safe, um, feeling at ease in the process, like not being afraid of your work. I think that's really huge and I think when you can look at it as like finding the best solution rather than like oh my god oh my god it's like it's it's so much better the end result is so beautiful and honestly although we as copywriters can take feedback like I'm totally used to taking feedback like I have had it's so funny I've had people say really mean things about my writing I've had people say like really really like rave freaking awesome things about my writing but you know Uh, just keep in mind we're like real people and we just need the chance to collaborate with you and be safe in the creative process like we're a hundred percent like we got your back we're there for you and you know I say this not because I'm some kind of like fragile artist I don't really think of myself that way I'm kind of against those kinds of you know stereotypes of like fragile artist or starting starving artist or something I'm definitely not those things but rather it's because I need to know you trust me and you're going to give me a shot to get it right without kind of like firing on me so to speak you know early on in my business I definitely tended to have more risk of clients coming back and saying you know I really don't like this and I look back now and I feel like it was because you know one like my skill wasn't as strong as it was today I don't say that with ego I think it's just you know over the years as a service provider the more and more clients you work with you just naturally progress and you grow in such a way that you know, working with you now versus working with you like three, four five years ago, it, it's totally different. In fact, I wouldn't even show the work that I did a couple of years ago, you know, way back in the beginning. The work I show now are things I've done, you know, more recently in my business because that's when I feel like my skills really started to cement and it's better than what came before, you know. And now, too, I feel like I'm operating at a you know higher, higher caliber just with those processes and having the proper support to kind of, you know, serve clients in a way that's really, really going to like like serve them from a place of love and care, you know, and it's so funny because as a newer copywriter, I used to just like send off files. I mean, I don't think I was like, I, I don't know, I wrote in here like I'd just be like, here's your website copy. Enjoy. I think I did kind of say, oh, let me know if you have questions or something like that. But I don't know if it was like an official revision request. And now I'm just like, no, you you can't do that. You can't just like send off copy and then be like, Okay, bye. See you later, because it's like, no, like this, is, you know, a copywriting is a very personalized service. It's something people need to be able to look at and, you know, have that opportunity to be able to read it and make sure it aligns and ask questions and even if it's minor things like, oh, hey, let's change this word to, you know, something more like this or you know, just kind of overall reading it over and making sure it looks good it may it's so funny because like it might feel that like sending something off like that would actually invite less revisions or you could kind of fly under the radar but if anything i think that actually triggers more upset feelings because people you know if they see that go oh my god what if i need changes like is this person going to give me changes you know it's like you're not giving them the chance to respond and give feedback and like make sure it's the best representation of them and their brand you know copywriting I tell people all the time it is a big deal it is just as big of a deal as getting a visual rebrand you know I know sometimes people will kind of like hire their designers and you know they might do their visual brand or they might do their website and they might be like oh do I need to do this copy thing and it's like yes 100% like unless you have a really solid plan like you know what you're gonna write you have a very clear idea either you've like you've got your shit together or you know you've joined a course or you've joined a group program or. know you've got your shit together i definitely recommend hiring someone it's so important like and so i really do take it seriously like when people give feedback because it's like it is part of the process it's something that's just built in now my processes are just oh my gosh they're so different now something i do now if you're you know someone that's just like oh i'm curious about your process or if you're a newer copywriter and you're like oh how do you do this I, I will let you know. I'll give you the secret. So, something I do now, I sent over a revision request, like with the document and with a Loom video, kind of walking through what I sent over and a file that I put into every folder now that basically walks through next steps and kind of reminds them, like, we're here to partner with them. I really make sure to emphasize now, like, hey, we want your feedback. We want to partner with you. We you know, want to make any changes you may need, like, we want you to take a critical look and, you know, kind of just advising people, like, how to give feedback, you know, how how to help us, like, something that I always say is, like, you know, don't just say, like, I don't like it or please rephrase or something, but, you know, give us more detail, like, you know, I, I don't like this word because you know, I think it could look more like this, or, you know, I feel like this information could be added more here, or, you know, this sentence construction is confusing because, like, give us a reason. Like, try to have a reason for everything. It's not because, like, we're gonna, like, push back against making changes. Like, usually, I honestly feel like, you're the client, you know your business. Like, I I totally respect that in you. I think it's mostly just because then we know what to change. Because if you don't tell us, it's not like we're, we're like, you know, finagling you over like, why, why would you want this changed? It's really more just so then I know what you want and we can execute it and make sure that, you know, it is going to speak to your ideal client. It is what you're looking for. It is going to work, all those things. So that's kind of like what the reasoning is. And, you know, too, it's like we're really confident in what we send over. We, you know, feel that it is the best solution, but, you know, it's your business. You need to feel excited about it and we make those changes so that it totally works for you but still like whether you're working with me or someone else you know I just kind of wanted to share like you can give thoughtful feedback to your copywriter it helps them it helps you you know and it's funny I know I said I wouldn't do any how to's I don't really think this is I think it's just like a few reflections that I found in my work as a copywriter because you know I used to be really afraid of feedback I'd be like oh my gosh feedback you know but I I think it can be a really great part of the process, sometimes it can be some of the best part of the process, and I think we can reframe it as like just giving like kind but direct feedback, and I feel like this can apply to like any creative project, but it's specifically applicable to the kind of feedback that your copywriter needs from you to execute that writing that is going to work, and something else I would definitely encourage you to think about too is like assume the best, not the worst. Like it's one thing, I mean, if someone's like ghosting you or something and you're like not hearing from them, like that's, that's a totally different issue. But you know, I'm just talking about someone who, you know, is communicative with you is entering in the project in good faith. Like your copywriters here to partner with you and help you and find the best solution for you. And I would even say to, I would go as far to say is like, if you're going to hire someone, go into the project with that good assumption of assume the best, not the worst. Like, Don't wait around for someone to fail. If you're that nervous about them, I would just say don't hire them. If you're like, I don't know if they can do this job, don't hire them. If you're not vibing with that person, you feel weird about it, it's just like a no, don't move forward. I would rather someone not move forward than kind of feel crappy and be like, hmm, I don't know if this is gonna work. Like, I want my clients to feel excited about our work and confident I'm the best copywriter for their project. You know, and, and that's why like, I don't say yes to everyone either is because I want to feel excited. And so, you know, my clients can really know, like when they're, you know, when they're getting that proposal, when they're booking with me, they can know, like I, and not just saying yes for the money, I really do want to be excited about the people I'm working with, I want to serve people that are doing amazing things, and I want them to feel that that relationship is very, like, you know, relational and caring, so, you know, I get that I'm not for everyone, and I think, I think that's something that would be, now that I think about it, that would be really fun to talk about here, and you know, it's like, if I'm not for you, that's totally cool. I think it's cool to go in with that attitude. That kind of attitude used to like scare the shit out of me. But I think if we can take that energy with our work, with our clients, we come from such a place of confidence. We can start to attract only those people that really connect with us. And I think people just kind of energetically feel confidence and it just comes through and it works and it's beautiful. Like, I used to be really freaked out. I used to feel like I had to say yes to everyone and that's totally a mistake. And that honestly would just lead to stress and burnout and conflict. And, you know, I totally understand when you're starting out, sometimes you do just take on projects you aren't 100 percent about. But, you know, I have to say and and maybe you're not, maybe you're still there, but I just want this to be kind of inspiring for you. like you'll get there. It's an exciting place to be in business when you start saying no to things that don't feel aligned. It's kind of like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Once you get there, it's really exciting. And I will say too, you may be surprised to find out that you're closer than you think you are. That's something that I kind of experienced. You know, for a while, I was in that pattern. And then, you know, I got to a point, I don't know if I could say exactly when, but I just eventually got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm there. I can finally just, you know, work with ideal clients and that's such a blessing. I just found that and maybe maybe you can relate. I've just found that 100% of the time like that money isn't worth it if you as the business think the project will be a problem or, you know, if if you as the client like paying the person if you're just like, uh, like I you know, I'm just not feeling it or I don't think I'd be like safe in the process like you know, that's why I'm all for hiring the right person. Like, don't hire someone based on cost. I know it's so tempting. I know the cost of doing business can be kind of expensive, so I totally understand that temptation. But please, please do not work the cheapest price company. Like, don't hire someone because they can get to it tomorrow. I totally understand being on a budget. Sometimes timeline is a real consideration, but I would say, too, don't go in with a small budget in no time and expect someone to accommodate. It's kind of inconsiderate to a business and it, it kind of shows us you didn't bother planning in advance. I'm really a big believer in that saying, I may not say it right, but basically that idea of like your lack of planning is not my emergency, maybe that is exactly what it is. I think that's really true. So I think that like, you know, try to have reasonable expectations. Like don't have these really like small windows of expectation and then kind of expect everyone to accommodate because you you may end up hearing more no's. Whereas if you come in with kind of like an open mind, you know, I realize there, there, you know, there is a ceiling on budget, I totally get that. But come in with an open mind, you may be surprised. Find that best person find someone that aligns and really make sure that it's something that will serve you for the long term because I think that's that's something I'm a big believer in too. If you if you think it's something you're going to like change really soon then, you know, just wait a little longer. That's totally okay. Like if if you're in your business for the long haul like, you know, it'll be there. But I feel like I'm digressing a little bit. I kind of want to get back to feedback specifically before we kind of wrap up. One of the things that would bother me most when I was newer to business was like clients that would assume the worst, like assuming I did something badly on purpose, (laughs) you know, if you like the copy from your copywriter, that's awesome, that's freaking amazing. But what I w- want to remind you of, it's like I was saying earlier, keep your expectations open, come in with an open mind. This reflection is mostly for those who receive their copy and feel kind of surprised. Like your copywriter should ideally explain to you the strategy that went into something. Um, that's something I always like to do on my Loom videos. Like why the structure? Why say it this way and not some other way? why should I emphasize this idea over others? Like sometimes when I send over taglines, I might be like, you know, I emphasize this facet of your business in this tagline. And then in this tagline, I was focusing more on this. And you know, we, we try different things and we try different structures and stuff like that. So even if they don't, and you're not sure about something, I would invite you to ask questions like, why is it this way? What strategy went into it? Or could we try blank instead? So something, I think I went over this already. <laughs> I've literally got notes in front of me and I'm like, I think we went over this. I think I would just remind you again, like, don't just say I don't like this or please please rephrase. Like it might seem like we're like mind readers or something and that we would maybe know like, oh, okay, like I broke a grammar rule or something. But it's like most of the time it's like that's not really what changes are about. I mean, if it's something like that, it's a really easy, you know, change and you know, I always have like the editor that I work with is always going through and like proofing everything and you know, doing things like that. But it's like, we need to know what to execute on. We need to know how to make meaningful changes. So, you know, giving direction is really important. And, you know, something I would also advise you to do is like go into your project, number one, understanding what you hired your copywriter for. And two, like aligning on expectations and getting on the same page about your message. I've had people tell me before, they're like, message, brand message, what, you know, what is that? But you too need to get clear on what that brand message will be. I do this whether I'm writing a full messaging guide or not. Like regardless of whether we go through this whole process, the need's the same. Like we need to know and express and communicate your brand's message into your website copywriting. And yes, they are different things because message is kind of like what we want to say. So basically like in a brand messaging guide, you know, I'm working on things like, you know, it's almost like that preliminary step to the website copywriting. And something I like to do in my messaging guides that may be different from some is that I like to give you like finished language. So like for your mission statement, I'm not just going to give you an outline of what it is. I'm going to give you like, you can plaster this (laughs) and tell everyone this is your freaking mission and this is it. Here are exact taglines. Here's exact positioning language. Here is like your exact about story of like who you are as the founder of your business and stuff like that. We do story brand framework. So we're looking at the customer journey and we're thinking like, okay, what's the message? How do we express that? So, we need to know that, whether we're doing the messaging guide or you're kind of more like telling me and providing some of that material to me, I need to know what that is regardless. And that really can't happen if we have no idea what to say. So if you're someone who's just hiring a copywriter, like just make sure they have a thorough process that will work for you. If you already hired someone, you're giving feedback, you know, just give helpful feedback. Give helpful feedback and be critical about what you you like and dislike. I mean, that's another thing I really like to teach in my program is it's actually the first module is something I call copy foundations, because what I'm really trying to get you to do is kind of be like, okay, this is what good copy is. This is what, you know, this is what I like or dislike or, you know, turning the attention back to the project and thinking about the goals. Like, does this meet the goal? Not just do I like it, but also you know, yes, I do care that you like it. I I really do care about that. But it's also like thinking about the goals, like aligning on messaging goals. What are we here to do? What are we here to express? What do we want this to communicate? Who are we attracting? What action do we want them to take? I mean, that's the core of like what brand messaging is. But at the end of the day, like the most important thing, it's so important is just mutual respect in that creative process. So Whenever you're hiring anyone, I mean, whether it's a copywriter or someone else or, you know, just you as the service provider, like always make sure that respect is there in that relationship. Work with clients you respect, hire people you respect, you will have an amazing working relationship and it will be beautiful when you work that way. And, you know, as a small business owner anyway, I posted something a few weeks ago on Instagram kind of saying, you know, something along the lines of, like, not being for everybody. And, you know, someone even said, commented, and I was like, yeah, this is really true. They said, like, you know, there really is only so much time in your calendar. You can't work with everyone. Um, So it's so, so important to ensure a best fit. And you know, the ensure there's a place for thoughtful feedback. And, you know, also, I would also call it kind collaboration. I really like that too. Thoughtful feedback, kind collaboration, respect, safety in the creative process. I think those things are so beautiful. I think if you can build those into your processes as a service provider, that's really important. And also as the client, if you can, you know, make sure that you're communicating in a way that feels safe to others, I think that's a really beautiful thing as well. So I hope that this kind of like exploration of feedback and respect and safety in the creative process and you know, that kind collaboration piece was helpful to you. I would really love to know what you thought of this episode. So feel free to share your feedback. You can give me a follow over on Instagram at theliterary.seal. You know, just hit that follow button, shoot me a DM, let me know your thoughts. And also, if you have ideas like for other episodes, if you're just like, hey, Kayla, I'd love to see this on the podcast. I'm so open to your ideas. I'd love to share, you know, questions or comments or thoughts that you may have and, you know, just make this as valuable as possible. So just let me know. And I just thank you so much for being here and I will see you next week.